Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about three rules you need to know before you spend your church's money. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're getting straight to the point about three rules that you need to know before you spend your church's money. Now, hopefully you have a church budget. Hopefully you have some sort of budget by which you can work off of to kind of create social media graphics, build a website, maybe even live streamer services. Hopefully you've got some sort of budget to work out of. And if you have a budget, you know you want to be really good with with those dollars. You want to make sure you're very... You're very good steward of what the resources that have been given to you. You want to do that because you want to make sure you make the right investments in terms of things that are going to last for a while. You just don't want to turn around and invest in something and just not have it be there in you know three to four months. You want to invest in things that are going to last long. You also want to make sure that when you're making these decisions about what you're going to invest your church into, whether it be a social media management tool, a live streaming tool, or a website provider, that there's something that you're going to invest in for the long term because you don't want to create you know a tech whiplash where you're changing platforms every three to four months. You want to kind of have really good strategy for how you're going to spend your church's money. So today I'm going to talk to you through like three rules, if you will, a framework of what to think through before you start spending your church's money in that church communications field. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because for a lot of us, we have this this new thing that's kind of encroached in church communications, and that's software as a service or services software, if you will. It's called SaaS. And what that is, is basically companies that have created all of these really cool subscription products for you to subscribe to. And in turn, they give you their, your services, their services. So for example, you would say like Hootsuite or Buffer that allow you to schedule your social media. You only pay 10 to 15 bucks a month. And guess what? You get to schedule out all of your social media. Maybe you have live streaming, like with livestream.com for $99 a month, you can now live stream a worship service. Or, or maybe it's something like your online giving platform. You know, you can now for a hundred bucks a month, you can have somebody manage all of your online giving online. So these are all companies that have created these services that are now something you can subscribe to online. And that's really kind of the big growth area for how a lot of us are spending our money. So we want to think through how do we spend that money well? How do we make sure that we don't constantly swap platforms? We're constantly disappointed and we're making good use of the money and that we've been given, you know, in charge of and resource. How do we steward and shepherd that money well? Well, I want to give you kind of three questions that I think through when I'm before I'm about to spend money. And these are the three questions that kind of help shape how I decide if this is something I want to spend money on, if this is worth spending money on, especially if I've got just a small amount of money in that particular area. I don't have a lot to spend. I want to make sure I do this well. So here are the three questions or three rules, if you will, that I want you to think through when you're thinking about spending your church's money. The first question that is this is, am I their guinea pig? So whatever company I'm working with, that wants me to buy into their product, I need to know if I'm their guinea pig. In other words, do they have a longstanding history of someone who's actually really delivered on a consistent basis or are they just this new product that's just come out and they're trying to get many people as they can to sign up for it? I want to find out what's their track record. It's really, really, really important to me that I make sure that I'm not their guinea pig because if I'm their guinea pig, I have no guarantee that they're gonna be around six months from now. 
Uh, well, yeah, they may have a great low introductory price. Get in now. Well, it's cheap. You know, the first hundred customers only have to pay this. And you're thinking, great, I'm just going to throw down the cash. It's going to be, I'm going to get in like a 50% discount. But the reality of it is they may not be there six months from now. I'm willing to spend a little bit more money and wait back and sit for a second to see if they actually really can deliver on the promises and whether or not they're as a company, they're going to last. So my first thing is I want to ask the question, are they a guinea pig? Okay, that's my rule is am I am I am I a guinea pig in this equation or are they really are they really something that's been around for a while and they got a long standing history? If I'm their guinea pig, I'm out. Number two, what happens if everything goes under and the company goes under? What happens to all of my stuff? What's the backup plan? So the second question or rule, if you will, I'm thinking it through is is What's the backup plan? Do I have a clear backup plan for what happens if they go under and what happens to all of my stuff if they go under? When I say my stuff, I'm referring to everything from like contact information, data, videos, whatever service it is that you use. What happens if that company goes under? Are they going to have a way for you to export out your items? So if it's videos, is there a way to get them off of their platform onto another platform? If it's audio, can I download my entire maybe podcast library? What's that look like? What is my escape plan, if you will? I always want to have one of these in play for everywhere I go. I want to make sure that I can export out my data. So the fact that when they announce that they're closing up shop, or maybe they're being bought out by somebody else that I'm not a big fan of. I want to have the ability to go ahead and exit out and go somewhere else if I need to do that. So I want to make sure I have a clear backup plan, exit strategy, if you will. So that's number two. Number three, I want to know how they make their money. Now, it seems like you're kind of a little nosy. Like, is it any of your business how they make their money? I actually think it's a lot of your business how they make their money. Because how they make their money is going to tell you how they're going to treat their product and how they're going to treat you. You know, there's a saying that if if the product is free, the product itself isn't really the product. You're probably the product. In other words, you use Facebook, okay? And that's a free product, if you will. But you really are the product. Why? Because advertisers are spending money on the platform to market to you. And Facebook is using you as a marketing tool to get advertisers money in. That's just the way it works. That's the way Google works, Facebook, Instagram, a lot of these free companies. So I want to know how are they making their money? Is it based off of that that Facebook model, which is basically what I would refer to as the eyeball model, which is we're going to get a lot of eyeballs here at this website. And because we got a lot of eyeballs, guess what? We're going to turn around and run ads against those eyeballs, which is what happens in that free model. Okay. So is it, is, is that their model? Is their model a model by which, yeah, you're going to pay a premium, but guess what? You're going to get a premium product. That's great. Or is the model like, you're going to pay a little bit, but you're going to have ads on the product. In other words, we're going to inject ads into your podcast, or we're going to have ads in certain places of things you use. And you can pay a little more and get those ads removed. Or maybe it's the fact they have certain feature sets that are only reserved for the upper tiers. I want to figure out how are they making their money? Because if they, it seems to me that they've got a good long range plan. People are paying for it. People are signing up. They're probably going to be around for a while. They're probably going to be something that I can really invest in and really think through. If it's a free product, I really need to know how, why is this free? How does this work? It's one thing for, say, a church to offer it with a, a couple of benefactors to chip in to kind of make that thing work. But if it's a company that is designed around hopefully turning a profit and their model is free, I know more than likely I'm the product in that equation. And more likely my stuff is going to be sold to some sort of advertiser in some way, shape, or form. You know, in some ways that, that, that can work against to your advantage and work to your disadvantage. You know, I think in some ways Facebook, that's a bit of a disadvantage because, you know, you are constantly marketed to on inside of Facebook. Sometimes it can work to your advantage. Uh, take anchor.fm, which is a great tool to build a podcast on. 
It's absolutely free. Now, at some point, they're going to put ads in the podcast. That's what they're going to do. That's how they're going to make money. But for now, it's a great tool. I just know down the road how they make money will be based on the ads and it'll be based on them putting ads inside of podcasts. So I just have to be aware of that if I sign up for that tool. So I want to keep in mind how they make their money. So to recap real quick, three things. One, I'm either guinea pig. Am I the guinea pig or is or have they been around for a while? I don't want to be somebody's guinea pig. I don't want to be somebody's test dummy to see if this thing's going to work. Two, what happens when they shut down? What's my escape plan if they get shut down or they get bought? And I don't like who they got bought by. And number three, how do they make their money? It's okay to be nosy. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to figure out how they make their money and ask the question, are you willing to give up a little bit of yourself if it's something that's free or are you willing to pay a little bit more to get a little more privacy and security? Of course, that's up to you, but you need to figure out how they're going to make their money. So those are three rules or questions, if you will, that you a framework that you kind of look through as you're trying to think through how you spend your church's money. Spend it wisely, spend it well. And if you just kind of keep that framework in mind, I know you're going to come out the better for it. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate it. If you love this podcast, give us a rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button as well. I really appreciate it. Until next week, you guys take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.